stop the damn presses let's just get right into it i can barely wait until the music is over i just want to go welcome to the coach vaughn podcast i'm vaughn DiCarlo, aka coach vaughn and coach vaughn is on oh my god this all-star game got me <laughs> all over the place hype first of all let's scale back a little bit before i get into the all-star game because my day kind of led up to watching the game i stayed home I had a pretty cool weekend. I hosted for Big J out at Levity Live on Friday. Two shows, two great audiences. Had a really fun time with um, Big J and Louis J. Gomez. Really fun show. I always have fun doing Big J's show. He he draws the most incredible crowds, fun crowds, um, a listening crowd, uh, a crowd that even if they're sensitive to comedy stuff, they're not sensitive for real. You know what I mean? It's Big J. I don't know if you've ever seen him. But he is definitely one of my favorites. Funny as hell. But anyway, I had a really good time on Friday. Saturday was pretty cool. I had a show out in Brooklyn that went really well. And then you get to Sunday and I'm like, okay, I have an audition on Monday. And I'm going to also be a guest on the Guys We Fucked podcast. Um, So I took Sunday as a I'm just going to stay in and do work for my computer day you know paperwork catch up on emails write some stuff you know stay home stuff read over contracts whatever whatever and then um you know after church and all my chores and my (laughs) paperwork stuff now it's time to watch tv so it's not quite time for the game yet and i'm flipping around and lo and behold reservoir dogs is on i Love Reservoir Dogs, one of my favorite movies, 1992, Quentin Tarantino, classic, classic film. Love Quentin Tarantino. But I'm watching a film and I'm like, oh my God, there's there's so many things happening in this film that I didn't realize. Like, first of all, Quentin Tarantino didn't make up new names. Like, there's Vic Vega, which is like Vince Vega, and then there's Marcellus and Marvin. If you were following me on Twitter or Instagram, that's where I usually do all my commentating. So it was lit on Twitter today, talking about Reservoir Dogs and all the different names and fun facts. If if people don't know this little fun fact about the singer Pink, she named herself after Mr. Pink, the um the wild and and kind of rambunctious character. He was a wild one. I liked him too. That Mr. Pink was like everybody's favorite. Um, and Pink name, I forget her real name, but that's her stage name is Pink, which is a play on Mr. Pink from Reservoir Dogs. What? Jesus, here I go. Reservoir Dogs. I got to get at least one in every show where I can't pronounce a word and get all tongue tied and um, my tongue get twist. My tongue gets twisted in my mouth. Anyway. So I'm watching Reservoir Dogs. I'm enjoying it. And then I realized that, you know, these five characters, I could have my NBA All-Star Five and name them by the characters. So I start thinking in my head because I'm crazy. It's like, who in the NBA would be Mr. White, Mr. Pink, Mr. Orange, Mr. Blue, Mr. Brown? Who would be these characters in the NBA, in my NBA brain? And who would be the boss? Remember the boss in Reservoir Dogs? Joe, 
the boss dad, really cool character, the big guy, you know, and then the nice guy, Eddie, the son played by Sean Penn, not Sean Penn, his brother, Chris Penn. Um, so I started thinking about who would be my all-star reservoir dogs. And of course, you know, there's, there's a couple of things here. First of all, there's some pretty obvious characters and then there's some not so obvious characters that didn't have like big parts but they were important parts like Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown was part of the five that were supposed to you know do the diamond boost. If you whoever's not familiar with Reservoir Dogs it's a it's one of those gangster kind of films they were supposed to these five characters get together the boss the big boss dad Joe puts these five guys together to rob these diamonds basically is the gist of it and if you're familiar with Quentin Tarantino films it's very non-linear um it's a, a suspenseful plot the whole nine um very reminiscent of Pulp Fiction a lot of people have seen Pulp Fiction a more current film if you will even though that that's kind of a throwback at this point but Reservoir Dogs I believe was Quentin Tarantino's first independent film um, highest grossed independent film, like all kinds of awards. I think that was his uh, directorial debut. Um, True Romance, I believe was his first writing gig. Uh, he wrote True Romance, but didn't direct it. I don't know. I'm not fact checking this, but this is all off the dome. I want to get back to the characters, more importantly than the specifics and the um, Quentin Tarantino fun facts. So I'm thinking about, you know, all these different characters. And Mr. Brown was actually played by Quentin Tarantino. He's like, you know, the Spike Lee kind of dude, who director guy who always gives himself a small part in his film. So Quentin Tarantino plays Mr. Brown, who... I, you know, Quentin Tarantino in general, I freaking love to hate or hate to love. I don't know which one it is. I love Quentin Tarantino's creativity. He's like an amazing writer, amazing director. His creative mind is undeniable. His films are classic, but he made those comments about the Roman Pulaski statutory rape of a 13-year-old girl, said that she wanted it, which made him like, an R. Kelly to me in terms of an amazing artist whose work you love, but you hate to love it because you damn sure don't want to support, you know, any of those viewpoints and or actions um, of abuse. So I guess Mr. Brown is a good color for Quentin Tarantino because it's the color of shit. And with that type of point of view um about a 13 year old girl wanting it uh that makes you a shit person I know he has since apologized for it said that he was um inappropriately playing devil's advocate or whatever but I mean you said it so that point of view came from somewhere that makes you a shit person um so who better to play uh Mr. Brown because brown is the color of shit <laughs> um I don't think um I don't I don't think that <sighs> I don't think that there's anyone in the NBA 
um, that I want to put in the Mr. Brown character <laughs> when I'm thinking about it. Because it's like, ew, um, what a crappy color to be associated with in terms of how I just associated it with the director. And who also made a comment in the movie um, as his character, Mr. Brown, when he was assigned the name that it's the color of shit. So it's a shitty name. Um, but when I think about it, unfortunately, there is actually one person in the NBA that you could give the character Mr. Brown to. And that's Chris Anderson, Birdman. Amazingly talented, you know, but some allegations of child porn hovered over him in like 2013 or whatever, um, somewhere around there. And he was a part of an investigation, but never charged. So I don't never, I don't know whatever happened with that. But if he isn't a child porn, he's definitely a shit person to say the least. Um, and he should be charged and put away. If he's not guilty of such allegations, that's a super shitty thing to be associated with. Um, so either way, Mr. Brown seems to be a very fitting name for Chris Anderson, AKA Birdman, um, Mr. Brown. So that's who I have is Mr. Brown. Chris Anderson, Birdman. Um, this is supposed to be fun. I'm supposed to be naming my five all-star reservoir dogs. And it got really dark and creepy to start with. But we got Mr. Brown out of the way. So that's good. That's good. Let's let's go super positive. Uh, who would Mr. White be? For me, Mr. White is, of course, King LeBron James. A badass, but a good guy. Has a heart to a fault. Now, in the movie, Mr. White was like, played by Harvey Keitel. Um, he's telling his real name to the other characters. If you know the movie, you're not. They have these colored, colorful names. Um, so they don't reveal their identity. They don't know each other. The only ones that names that they know is Joe the big boss dad guy and um the nice guy Eddie his son Joe's son because they put the five you know guys that are supposed to rob the for the diamonds um rob the diamond store they put the heist together so those are the only real names and identities these characters are supposed to know um but Mr. White you know he's he's kind of a a good guy he's a bad guy but a good guy has a heart, you know, puts all his his business and uh, name and stuff. It will tell his business and name and stuff just to be relatable, you know, helping people when they're bleeding. You know, he was helping the, the character, Mr. Orange, like the entire time they were put together in a car and 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 he was helping him when he was bleeding. And he goes to bat for him, not knowing much like LeBron. Not knowing that the same people that you go to bat for, Cleveland, will stab you in the back in the end. Ugh, Kyrie is, uh, I mean, sorry, <laughs> uh, LeBron is definitely Mr. White, um, which makes, mis which um, brings me to Mr. Pink. Now, Mr. Pink is the wow one, right? Comes off like an idiot sometimes but is super intuitive and smart he knew right away in the movie that it was a setup like when lebron aka mr white didn't so which which in the end 
got Mr. White killed, by the way. Uh, Mr. Orange is the one he went to bat for over and over. And he turned out to be an undercover cop. Mm-mm-mm. Shake my head, shake my head. Um, J.R. Smith. I'm going to go with J.R. Smith for Mr. Pink. Yeah. He's a wild one. And he's loyal. Um, loyal. And I think he could smell a rat. I think he could smell a stitch. Snitch. I think he knew. <laughs> I think he knew that uh, Kyrie was going to be a traitor. Yeah. J.R. Smith knew it. <laughs> so there you have it. J.R. Smith is Mr. Pink, which basically means, based on what I'm saying, that Kyrie would be Mr. Orange. Mm-hmm. And in true Mr. White fashion, LeBron still got Mr. Orange on his all-star team. Forgiving and loving to a fault. Ugh. Mm. You know who else would be a good Mr. Pink? Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he's he's a wild one. He he got Mr. Pink energy for sure. Hyper as fuck. And he would um he would definitely have taken a bag at the end, like in a movie, after everyone got shot and bounced. Russell would have been like, All right, let me grab these diamonds real quick and be on my way. <laughs> um so yeah, but I'm not saying Kyrie is like a rat or a snitch or anything in real life, because you know, his moves to Boston didn't really make him that. But you get what I'm saying. Um, I'm just saying he got he got snitch energy. <laughs> like if there was a, a house in, a investigation where all the players stuck together for for like a, a in-house investigation and all the players had to stick together for some strange reason because and, and shit was falling apart. And um, and when when everything started really falling apart, they had to stick together and but they couldn't figure out like why everything was falling apart and um there was a rat yeah i'm just saying Kyrie got rat face energy <laughs> he did it Kyrie did it check his locker y'all check his locker it was Kyrie. when things fell apart it was because of Kyrie, aka mr orange the cop not mr white aka lebron king james um so we got mr brown mr blue no we didn't get mr blue who's mr blue uh we got mr brown mr orange mr pink and mr white we need a mr blue now who can mr blue be uh who was mr blue what did he contribute in a movie i don't know i just watched the damn movie today and i still don't remember a damn thing he did um but he must have been important enough to be on the team you know he's a starter if you will, an all-star. Um, he was in a game, but why so forgettable? Um, hmm. Who in the NBA is forgettable like that? Let me see. Who would Mr. Blue be? Oh, I know. J.J. Redick. I love J.J. Redick. I just saw him at the Barclays Center when the Sixers played the Nets. And I was like, oh, there's J.J. Redick. I keep forgetting about J.J. Redick. Why? He's so good. Um, but he never quite lived up to be what everyone thought he would be coming out of Duke. Um, but he's still a starter, you know? So, yeah, he's he's a main guy, solid shooter, if you will, uh, just like Mr. Blue. 
But uh, also, just like Mr. Blue, no one will remember his contributions five minutes after the game and or movie is over. So there you have it. All right. I got my start in five all-star reservoir dogs. Um, <laughs> LeBron James, Mr. White, J.R. Smith or Westbrook as Mr. Pink, Kyrie Irving as Mr. Orange, J.J. Reddick as Mr. Blue, and Chris Birdman Anderson as Mr. Brown. I don't know why my mind went this way while I was watching this movie, probably because I was watching a movie waiting until it was time to watch the All-Star game. Um, oh, who's the dad? Who would Joe be? Um, the big boss dad guy that puts it all together. Oh, I know. Greg Popovich. No nonsense, cool boss type that knows how to put a team together for the win. Head coach for the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. Simply known as Pop. He got the name. So he might as well, you know, be Joe. That's what Pop means, right? He's an old school boss. That's it. Like in my culture, like calling someone pop or pops has the implication of an old school boss you know what i'm saying it it means that they respect you um but you're also cool as fuck like they know you're older and will give them the ill right hook if necessary but it won't be necessary ever because they're gonna listen to what you know you say to do what the boss says to do because they respect them you know not just because they're low-key scared of them but um they know that he knows best and has their best interest at heart and wants them all to win. That's Pop. That that was Joe in the movie Reservoir Dogs. He wanted everybody to get rich off of this heist, get the diamonds, and then go on vacation, and then they would laugh. Um, but when it was time to take care of business, it was no nonsense. Pop, a.k.a. Joe, don't play no games. So that's who Joe um, would be, Greg Popovich, Coach Pop. Um, So I guess we need to say who the son would be. Hmm, who would be nice guy Eddie? I don't know. Chris Penn's character, let me see. Oh, I know. Now, this is is little. (laughs) It's not an NBA person. It's WWE. I say the son would be Shane McMahon. I don't know why Shane McMahon just popped into my head, but I guess because that character and and Sean Penn <laughs> playing Nice Guy Eddie kind of reminds me of Shane McMahon, like a rich kid, privileged, but like real cool and swaggy in his own corny way, like super down for his dad and the dad's business. And he, you know, he works for his dad. He's like a little protege of his dad. Don't fuck around when it comes to his money, his business, and his family. That's Shane McMahon. So, you know, even though that's not... He's he's a he's an honorary NBA All-Star Reservoir dog. I mean, this is, this is my fantasy. This is my creativity in my own head. You could rock with me or not. <laughs> but this is what I was doing watching a movie. Um just crazy stuff going through my head and then finally it is time to watch the all-star game but not before that long ass setup just like my long ass setup on this podcast getting to the to the damn game now um 
the, the LA is on punishment. Let me just say that. Hollywood is on punishment. They cannot have the NBA All-Star Games anymore. Like, they make everything so Hollywood. <laughs> it was just like, oh my God, what is happening here? So, the show opens up, and quite honestly, they could have just cut all of that scene stuff out and went right to Kevin Hart introducing the players and roasting them, because that was funny as hell. Um but the whole Hollywood scene and the thing with Kevin and Rob Riggle and and Ludacris and Jamie Foxx, it, it was so much going on. And I think Queen Latifah came out and they were all performing and it was cute. But it, it's almost like Hollywood, no matter what Hollywood does, even though it's our people doing it, it still looks like cultural appropriation. Like what? Like... Oh my God, I was just looking at this like, why does everything look so produced? It was almost like watching a Broadway musical. Like, it was cheesy as hell. But I don't think it was meant to be cheesy. And I don't mean to hate on it, but I was just like, all right, we get it. Um, And then when you think it can't get worse, oh my God, Fergie. Can we please have a moment of silence for the national anthem? Oh, my Lord Jesus, take the will. Take the will. I, what was that? What the fuck was that? What, I, I'm cursing a lot on this episode, so I, I apologize. But what was that? I, I, I was just watching it like maybe she's playing. Maybe this is a joke. And then I went from maybe this is a joke to maybe she's high. And then I went from maybe she's high to to maybe her, like, earphones ain't working and she can't hear what she's doing. And then I just was like, no, this is for real. And they actually rehearsed this crap. And somebody actually said... Uh, check the gate on that. This is good. We're going to go with this. Like, this is good. Somebody saw this in rehearsal and was like, this is good. Which leads me to believe she has no friends. She has a bunch of people around her telling her, yes, everything that she thinks of is a good idea. Or maybe somebody else thought of this and they don't have any friends. And and Fergie didn't even have no friends to tell her that those people who said that that arrangement was a good idea. Um, what I'm trying to say is friends don't let friends drive drunk, y'all. I don't know what that debacle was, but it was absolutely, hands down, without any question, the worst performance of the national anthem I've ever seen in my life. I cannot believe that my ears and my eyes witnessed that. Um, I even gave it some thought, and yeah, it's it was worse than Roseanne, because at least when Roseanne did the national anthem... Um, distastefully, as people mentioned many, many years ago, it was at least coming from a place of being a comedian and it was just a bad joke. Like Roseanne Barr has never said that she can sing and she spit at the end of it and everybody was all up at arms about it. But I mean, after watching Fergie, I spit up a little bit in the back of my mouth and I was like, "Mm, is this the same thing? I just, and then during the halftime show, Shaq actually tried to defend it 
like all because Charles Barkley wanted to go in and I wanted him to go in. And Shaq was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That's my friend. I don't care how close you are. Uh, I'm sorry, Shaq. Please tell your friend. Uh, go to all her rehearsals from now on and make sure she never does no garbage-ass performance like that again. Please. Please hold her hand and tell her no. Like, what was she doing? I, was she trying to do the Marilyn Monroe, happy birthday to you? Was it that? Was she trying to be sexy like the Marilyn Monroe Kennedy thing? Because it, it is Hollywood. And I had I had mentioned that on my Instagram, Coach Vaughn comments. And then when I was watching a post game, I was hoping on Inside the NBA they would bring Draymond up there um, and ask him about the national anthem because that cut to his face was everything. Oh, my God. I love Draymond Green. He did not. He just laughed. First of all, it is unreasonable to ask people, especially young athletes, to keep a straight face while listening to that horrific rendition of the national anthem. It was hilariously bad. Draymond Green broke face and started laughing. Uh, God bless the cameraman for capturing that shot and the TV producer or whoever was in charge to panning to him right at the right time. Thank you. Thank you so much. That made my night. I love Draymond, but I was hoping that they would uh, interview him at in the post game inside the NBA thing at, on TNT and NBA TV. So that Draymond could be like, yeah, that performance was straight trash. But then um, I'm watching. I don't see Draymond Green, but who do I see? bringing out a birthday donut cake, Marilyn Monroe. I was like, wow, I really am a wizard. This Hollywood crap, they done, they done went too far. So Marilyn Monroe, a, character, a woman dressed as Marilyn Monroe, comes out and sings early happy birthday, very Marilyn Monroe style, to Charles Barkley. And I was like, ah, maybe that is what Fergie's attempt was. Was this a way to get Trump's attention for the national? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I believe maybe Trump would have appreciated it. I'm pretty sure if he saw it, his narcissistic ass probably did believe it was about him. Um, I, I, it gave me a slight headache. I, I am not a hater especially when it comes to artists. I'm an artist myself, and in the great words of Erica Badu, I'm sensitive about my shit. So I understand having a bad day. Um, so I, I, I tread lightly in insulting Fergie's voice. I know she has a very pretty singing voice, and she is a very skilled singer. And just like comics, you know, singers have bad days too. They can bomb. There's plenty of footage on YouTube. You just go look it up. You can find just about any singer from the best to the best to the best, all having a bad night on stage and completely bombing. So I tread lightly. I'm not insulting Fergie's skill set, but I am 1,010 millionth percent, if that is even a number, insulting that arrangement. That was worse than taking a knee. If if you're one of those people that think that taking a knee is disrespecting the flag, or um, if you're a person 
who believes that wearing the flag is disrespectful. Not like that goofy chick, Tommy Lauren, who talks a lot of crap about disrespecting the flag, but be wearing it. Goofy, goofy, goofy. Um, But I don't think you could disrespect our national anthem any more than making it a sexy, happy birthday Marilyn Monroe Hollywood version of the song. I I don't think it gets worse than that. And the attempt uh, failed horribly. It failed horribly. I couldn't couldn't get over it. I missed the whole first half of the damn game because I was just so busy tweeting and and trashing it and reading other people's tweets and and laughing and and you know doing my social media thing that I I didn't even see the first half of the damn game. Here's what was more more, more annoying than the national anthem though. Here's what was worse than a damn national anthem. It was the push. The constant push of Oh, this is a a new way of doing things. It's a better game. This is going to be an entertaining game. It's going to be like a real game. We get it. Fucking stop it. Stop with the overkill, the hard sell. We get it. This year, you guys did it different. Team LeBron versus Team Steph. Team LeBron won, of course. We get it, though. But we told it. Like, they kept pushing it every five seconds. I got to hear somebody say... How this is a very, inter- they, they wanted to make the game more entertaining because the past few years, you know, the, the criticism has gotten up under the players' skin a little bit and their competitive spirits. And to be honest, I don't think it's the players. I think it's the NBA trying to make sure they keep that money coming in for All-Star because the freaking game does suck. And by the way, the slam dunk contest was whack too. They should have just... Two things. Here's two suggestions that could have happened, in my opinion. One, they could have just let Vince Carter enter this year. Like, why didn't Vince Carter enter the slam dunk contest? It would have been more interesting. And he probably would have won. I would love to see that. I, I hope um, I hope that he does it next year if he's, if he's still in game. I don't know when he's planning on retiring. Uh, I hope never. He's, what, 41 or something like that? Just dope, dope, dope. I love him. Yes, Vince, do your thing. Keep going forever. Um, and before you retire, get in that slam dunk contest and show these little boys how to do it. Um, unless, of course, we flash back to the, what was it, 2016? dunk contest with Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Okay. That's the second thing that could have happened. Uh, they could have just replayed that and it would have been far more entertaining than this year's slam dunk contest. That was the last one that I really truly had. Wow. I had multiple wow moments. 2016 slam dunk contest. Aaron Gordon was amazing. Um, Zach Levine was amazing. He won. They they should have tied. I seen somebody tweeted something like, Zach Levine won, and at the same time, Aaron Gordon was robbed. Seems to be fitting. And I, I something like that. And I was like, wow, that really sums that contest up. It was utterly amazing. Hasn't been like that since. Um, I didn't catch the three-point shooting contest, so I won't comment on that. But... 
the the freaking overkill, oversell, over blah blah. The game is is really good. No, it, it wasn't that much better. Okay, it was pretty cool that it was Team LeBron versus Team Steph. Um, y'all missed the ball by not airing the freaking draft of that. Like when they picked their teams, of course you should have aired that. Like who's in charge over there? Oh, do I need to put my application in? Who do I send my resume to? Uh, um, Yeah, so they dropped the ball on that because that would have been probably the most interesting thing about the game. Uh, it was still like uh, low defense. It was a close game, but it was still like, what, 150 million to 150 million. Um, they're not going to play defense. Like, look, look, no one wants these players to get hurt in no exhibition all-star game, okay? Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see a highly competitive all-star game, in my opinion. I don't. I don't. How about this? How about next year you do Team LeBron and Team Steph or whoever you have your captains and let it be a, a real exhibition game? Stop trying to make it a real game. How about you combine the celebrity game with the all-star actual all-star game and then let them pick like their starters can be all the NBA starters and then the reserves are um the reserves and then you have like a bench plus and then you could have your celebrities on the teams like who I didn't I missed the celebrity games this year but I don't know Snoop Dogg Chris Brown I don't know whoever Rihanna have your celebrities, Baby Blue. Oh, my God. She's so cute. Her and Beyonce, I saw the pictures. They were courtside at the All-Star game. How much pressure is that for Fergie and all these <laughs> performers to have Beyonce and Blue sitting there side eyeing you, like, mm, sipping their tea and eating their popcorn? Like, wow, that sucked. Um, but, yeah, have whoever you want. But how about that? Mix the game up. The celebrity game and the all-star game, like mix it up, make it a true exhibition game and stop trying to pressure everybody into believing that this is a real damn game. It's not a real damn game. And speaking of it not being a real damn game, don't think you're going to slide this MVP trophy into King James lap and act like it means something. It's cute. It's cute. But a little note for later for the end of the season. Okay. This does not replace the real MVP trophy that they seem to always stiff LeBron for, okay? That's what the heist is going to be for. I'm going to get Mr. White, Mr. Pink, Mr. Orange, Mr. Blue, and Mr. Brown together. Forget Greg Popovich. I'm the coach. I'm the, the big boss daddy. I'm, I'm Joe. I'm Coach Vaughn. I'm going to get this heist together, get my daughter She'll be nice guy Mimi, <laughs> nice girl Mimi instead of nice guy Eddie. And we're going to get together and, and plot the heist of the MVP trophy, the real MVP trophy that LeBron doesn't get every year, okay? That's what's going to happen. So NBA, you are on notice. You got the word from me. Coach Pop Vaughn, uh, the big boss. HBIC in charge. <laughs> uh, 
oh my god what else happened the 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 halftime was i don't know i guess it was good people were saying that they liked it it just everything in hollywood just seems so done like so overly produced and everyone is just i don't know perfect looking in their imperfections i guess that's a good thing i don't i don't know how i felt felt about it i just know i felt that it was really strange and there was a, a really beautiful amber rose looking dancer um that they completely focused on instead of pharrell during one part of the performance and i was so confused i was like what is going on here um and then there was the migos um which I, at first i was like wow t-pain lost a lot of weight and i was like wait that's not t-pain that's migos wait is it Migos? and then i was like wait a minute his hair looks really long and i know t-pain's hair is really long and then i started like my head started hurting i'm like what's going on it's too much done up hollywood stuff i'm getting confused and i was like is that his hair does he have twist braids and then i was like oh my god i miss my braids i want to get my hair twist braided and then i missed most of the performance because i was much like during the super bowl falling asleep a little bit during the performance in and out so i don't know that's all i have to say about the halftime show i guess i i i, I don't know um i i, I don't know i ugh. <sighs> i feel exhausted <laughs> It was such a fun time, but there was just so many things happening. I can't even remember everything. I took notes and I was writing so fast. I'm looking at my notepad right now. Um, I don't, I can't even read half my notes because I was writing so fast. I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is I hope Charles Barkley cashed that check. He said that the, the, the trailblazers owed him like a G. And Damian Lillard came out and uh, he brought the check from the Trailblazers and gave it to Charles Barkley. And Shaq took it like, yo, you owe me a G. And um, But then they were like, oh, no, you got to frame that. That's so amazing. You can't cash it. And I was like, um, don't they know that you could just screenshot it and deposit it to your bank and then frame it? Dude, cash the damn check. Um, give it away to charity, do whatever, but take them coins right out of the Trailblazers' pocket. They got, they're the corporation. They have the money. I don't care how much money Charles Barkley has. He could take that G and put it somewhere. Don't give it to Shaq because <laughs> he might give it to Fergie. Um, the way he was sounding. I don't know what that's about. I was like, ooh, calm down. I mean, it's good to have good friends, but I'm a comic. The people that I consider my good friends that I, I will take notes from in comedy would never, ever tell me that I did good when I put on a shit show. They'd be like, hey, Mrs. Brown. <laughs> Ironically, my last name is Brown. Am I Miss Brown? No. I don't want to be Miss Brown in the characters of the All-Star Reservoir Dogs. I'm the big boss coach, Coach Pop V. How did this circle around to me being Mrs. Brown? Mm, sucks. Anyway, um, like I was saying, they would be like, hey, Coach V. Actually, they would never call me Coach V because, you know, 
people who are older than you and mentor you in any kind of way uh, <laughs> probably won't call you by such things as Mr. or Mrs. or coach or maybe they will I don't know I'm just rambling at this point y'all it's late I'm tired I had to do this podcast tonight because I was so hyped and then I lost my energy and my as you can see through the whole damn podcast half the damn time my brain wasn't even connecting because so much happened I couldn't read my notes um but I had a fun day I'm glad I stayed in tomorrow is going to be a fun day oh that's the other thing I wanted to say Damian Lillard when um Kevin Hart was Uh, my favorite part of the intro when he was introducing the guys and he was roasting them uh he said that uh Damian Lillard he 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 roasted Damian Lillard and said he does four bar five Fridays but he should stop rapping because he's better at basketball or something like that Dame just looked up at him like yo I'm nice which actually he is I I listened to Damian um Lillard's album he's actually legitimately a really good rapper um I don't really compare him to any other basketball player that raps because he's legitimately incredibly good he has a very old school feel with a new school vibe if you haven't ever listened to Dame's music I suggest it go listen to it it's on iTunes go download it um or listen to it on your Apple music whatever it is that you do but it was funny because Sometimes when you roast people, I I don't know Kevin and Damian Lillard's relationship at all, but sometimes if somebody roasts you that you don't know that well, you just look at them like, yo, that ain't funny. Or it's something where it's like, hey, don't, that's that's not funny because that's, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. That was a very Erica Badu look he gave him, which I don't blame him. But um, for the most part, most of the roast jokes was really funny. Um, he said something about James Harden Airbnb space in his beard or something. I don't I don't know. It was a lot of very funny moments. I took notes. I can't remember them remember them all because I can't read my notes. I'm going to bed, y'all. I have a full week coming up. Um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. You know, I post all my uh shows and stuff there. I believe I'm going to be with Jessica Kearson March 9th and 10th at uh governor's brokerage something like that keep keep up to date on twitter and instagram uh just listen to the coach Juan podcast you know as it gets closer because that's march it's we still have a few weeks to go uh i'll be making more announcements and if there's ever any discount codes or anything i will give you those here on the podcast also my book speak fluent man uh the ebooks are finally back up Still waiting for Amazon to reinstate the customer reviews, uh, really great reviews that people put up so that you guys could get a glimpse of what the book is about from a customer's, uh, a reader's perspective. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying it's life changing information in there. It's a it's a great book. It's a memoir. You can learn a lot, um, not just about me and my past relationship, but um, about yourself, because the book is grounded in honesty and um, accepting your own truth as well as others. And I, I hope that if you have a chance to purchase it and buy it, uh, that you will leave a review as well, especially if Amazon doesn't get all my old reviews back up. I need some new ones. So please go to speakfluentman.com. Um, 
you could click on a picture to get right to the ebook or if you scroll down there are also other than ebook there's print options for international customers and there's also print options if you want to autograph a uh, copy either way post your reviews on amazon it helps me out a lot and what else is going on i got love for you guys i really do um thank you for listening to my crazy brain and these crazy relationships in my head that I have with basketball and movies. I I think that I was pretty on point with all my characters tonight, especially when I flipped it and made myself the boss. I'm Coach Vaughn. <laughs> That's what I do. Coach Vaughn out.